This episode of the Dope Yogi podcast is sponsored by the Dope Yogi Virtual Yoga Studio. If you guys don't know about it, we have a website with a virtual yoga studio. We have over 60 on-demand classes in our yoga library, and you have an opportunity to practice four live Zoom classes with me, Nicole, every week. And we really want to try to make yoga accessible for anybody that needs it. So this is a paid monthly membership. But if you are somebody that needs yoga and can't really afford the full membership, please reach out to us, let us know, and we will get you set up. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy this episode. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so silly. I think every podcast starts with us like laughing at each other. It's because you're stupid. <laughs> this will be the shortest podcast that's ever happened. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That is a very mean word to use. Yeah. Especially when stupid. this episode's about, what is this episode about? It's about my struggle. Your struggle. And your struggle. I don't struggle. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of the Dope Yogi podcast is going to be a very real, um, a real, it's going to be a real one. (laughs) A real? Real episode or a real podcast? What do you mean? Or like a, like real emotions or real feelings? It's just fucking real, okay? It's just the what, the way that I feel and it's the truth about what is happening. I'm so excited to hear about it. Really? Yeah. Well, because you don't sound like it. No, I am. Okay, great. I'm in a really mood today. You're in a really mood? <laughs> yeah. When your mood is really, you know that it's a really mood. So, you guys, the what truth is... is what? What? What's what? the episode called? What, what is it it's, about? Who knows? I haven't named it yet. Oh, okay, cool. I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't know what this episode's about, uh, so I'm here to... Yes, you do. It's about how the last two weeks have really been a challenge. Oh, yeah. He, okay. he, he pretends like he doesn't know what it's about because he doesn't want to talk about it. He's really good at pushing down his emotions. Deflecting. Pretending like everything's cool when really it's not. <laughs> I'm deflecting. So... This episode, it might be called something about the struggle is real because the truth is it is real. And I think that at, at some level right now, we are all experiencing some some form of just feeling like blah. And for me, it comes in waves. Like it is very much, I feel like I am on a roller coaster of emotions. And the last, I had a really hard last week. Just the last week was very challenging for me and it was for a lot of reasons and also for no reason at all. So it's one of those things where if you asked me what's wrong, I would be able to say nothing and everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. 
I agree. It's been a struggle. I think I can identify some of the reasons. Oh, absolutely. At this point, though. Yes, but when you're in it, it's hard to to say I know why I feel like this. So the truth is, if we're going to be truthful here, which we are, we are always going to be transparent and truthful. The truth is that everything was cool. We were going along our way, you know, doing our thing, like running a yoga studio online and doing our podcasting and running an online business. And then all of a sudden it was Jeremy's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So this is how the story starts. It was my birthday. So Leo celebrate their birthday. I am not even, and I found out an extra Leo because there's a lot of Leos that hit us up on Instagram that were like, yeah, it's his birthday month. And I wasn't prepared for that. I can handle a birthday week. A partying week? Well, maybe I can't, honestly. Not during a pandemic. Well, um, we got a lot of messages from Leo's being like, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely correct. You have to celebrate his birthday for the month of August. We were like, I was like, oh, well, okay. Well, <laughs> anyways, so for us, Jeremy and I love to have fun. We just really do. And we have toned it down a lot. We are. I'm 32 and Jeremy's 34. <laughs> And we have toned down our funness a lot, although we still have fun. But now, you know, if you are in your 30s, you might be familiar with this thing that is called a hangover. And when you're in your 20s, you don't really be you're not really affected by hangovers that much. And then and you hear the you hear this all throughout your 20s. Oh, just wait till you're 30, wait till you get older and you're not going to be able to party like you used to and hang out like you used to and and then you feel like whatever you old ass like I'm good. And yeah, then you get for shiz. You for shiz. <laughs> Please refer to our previous episode. Um or maybe this one comes out before. We have two episodes that we haven't released, this being one of them, and there's another one. You can party as hard as you can in your 20s. You can't recover. Dude, you interrupted me, and that's where I was going with it. I know. I wanted to tell you. Well, I was saying it. Oh, sorry. God. For shiz. Dude, you're so annoying right now. I love you. (laughs) Anyway, when you get to be 30, when you get to be my age... You just don't bounce back like you used to. So long story short, Jeremy and I, we don't drink a ton and we don't party a ton and we get a lot of sleep and we exercise regularly. We take care of our bodies. We have a very kind of normal schedule of self-care because we have learned over the years that we have to have that if we want to feel good, not just physically, but mentally. Because my, I know like for, at least for me, my physical health is directly related to my mental health. If I'm not in a good mental state, it is impossible for me to want to eat well. It's impossible for me to want to exercise and move my body. I have no motivation. My productivity is really, really low. Everything is completely dependent on my mental state. Would you agree in yeah. your in your experience? Yeah, I mean I never really thought about self-care in my 20s. Maybe like 28, 27, 28 is when I kind of started considering having more self-care. I mean, I always tried to work out cuz I didn't want to like, you know, 
be overweight really so i just always wanted to like be in what i considered shape but now i'm realizing there's so much more to it so much more mental your mental health is so much more important well and it's also just physical but it's directly connected to like when if you're if you are exercising regularly you're in a better mind state yeah. and, and and i'm not i don't mean like you need to run a marathon or you need to run a couple miles every day i mean like get your body up and take a walk, like get outside, do one thing every day that you have done to move your body because it is meant to move. Like it has to move in order for your endorphins and your serotonin to be where it needs to be. We do have an advantage during this pandemic where we've kind of had a loose schedule. Mm -hmm. So like we could, well, it's noon, let's go to the gym. It's 9 a.m. Let's go to the gym. It's five. Let's, you know what I mean? We so don't go to the gym. When we were before pre-pandemic. Oh, what pre, I'm saying is pre-COVID. like pre-COVID, we found ourselves with the lifestyle we created where we have kind of time to do what we want when we want and then do our other stuff later. I mean, so it wasn't necessarily regimented. So I think a lot of people might be struggling where it's like they're just stuck at home and they don't know how to motivate themselves to do something. Mm -hmm. So like, at least we have that advantage. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to like have a schedule that you've been following for five years. And then all of a sudden that's just gone. Well, you just have to reroute. Yeah. You know, and that's part of, that's part of the mental health part of it too, for me at least to be able to be flexible and fluid with when things change and you have to be adaptable. You just got to be able to go with the flow. As cliche as that sounds, it is, you know, and you can honor, oh, this is my first point. You can honor that feeling. So, okay, basically I want to talk about today because we have been through a rocky past week and like I said, nothing traumatic or bad happened. It just was like we – eight takeout for like five days in a row. We drank a bunch of wine and tequila and beer and, you know, we weren't getting shit faced or anything, but we were getting, we were putting things in our bodies that we were not, we are not regularly doing it, doing that. And then we did it for a period of time consecutively days in a row. About a week. Yes. And that was really difficult for me at the end, towards the end of that week, I just felt fucking horrible. I just felt terrible in all senses in the in my physical body, my mind, my motivation, my desire to even like do anything but watch Netflix. Like it, it was that really I spiraled bad. Yeah, I feel similarly, but also like I felt like I wanted to get that next fast food restaurant cuz when we eat fast at, food. I'm not fast food takeout. Don't eat fast food. Okay, well, you know what I mean. Uh, Takeout food. I want. I just wanted it. Yeah, because it's addicting. It is addicting. And Super delicious. It is it's, so yeah. good. Shout out to all the veggie and vegan restaurants in Nashville. I love you. And I hate to make this about like, oh, I was in a bad mood for a week because I ate like shit. But like, kind of for me, that's where the root of it happens. Oh yeah. Like that is kind of where I know, and this is just my experience, and I'm, I want to just put this out there because I think that 
maybe if you're not able to identify it, maybe you can start to recognize, oh, like, okay, maybe I maybe changing these habits might help me to feel better in these ways and that might lead, bleed into other ways in my life I can feel better. So for me, it always starts with what I am putting into my body and how I am taking care of myself because it is a chain reaction for sure. For shiz. <laughs> for shiz. I agree with you. It's – I mean – and there's nothing wrong with indulging. It's like what fuel, at all. If it's what fuels you. you mm-hmm. What you put in is what fuels you. What it's made out of determines the grade of the fuel. And you know, alcohol is not necessarily good for you. I mean, it's not good for you. No, it's a depressant. It's a depressant. We all know it's not good for you, but it's fun. It's and nice to have a glass of nice. wine. I love wine. Me too. Uh, we love alcohol, but. When you drink more than you usually do for a week straight, also we try to we try to go out to eat, pick up. We're not going anywhere. Once a week, maybe once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's like a week straight of, you know, eating out. Yeah, and for anyone out there that's like a vegetarian or a vegan, we all know that like there is totally vegan junk food absolutely and it's delicious so good and it makes you feel just as bad as regular junk food (laughs) yes it's not like it's all pride super processed yeah fake meat with cheese fake cheese on bread and hoagies and stuff and all kinds of stuff yeah boy so you know we went through all of that and when you're in it you're kind of like oh i feel terrible i don't want to cook let's just take order takeout and then it perpetuates this cycle and you're drinking more than you regularly do and you're like, oh, like, I just want to have a, just give me a glass of wine. Like, and it perpetuates the cycle. So at some point, if you want to feel better, you have to break that cycle. And it takes a lot of just self-discipline to do that. And it's hard to dig into your soul and the depths of your being to pull out that um, discipline, to want to pull yourself out of that state where you're at where you don't, you don't feel your best. Yeah. And it's so, it's like that week, it's very like, it's like very lazy. Like you don't have any dishes to do. (laughs) You don't have to like cook every day. You're just kind of like, oh yeah, I'll go pick this up, eat it, drink a little. Oh, we need some more food. We order some more food. Take a nap. Pick it up, drink a little. Yeah. And so there's nothing wrong with this, I don't think, inherently. I think it's totally good to let yourself have these times. And when you realize you're at a breaking point and you need to stop it, you have to stop. So for me, I want to just go – I want to go over a couple of things that I know that helped me and not I – mean, I don't mean just specifically for this, but just in general ways that I know that helped me to kind of move past and get through things, difficult times. And I don't, it doesn't have to be like times that are, you're like eating out all the time or drinking all the time or whatever, but whatever it is that makes you get into that space where you just don't feel your best. There are some tools that we can apply that hopefully will kind of help you get out of that rut. And so I think the main thing that at very first when you're like, okay, this is how I feel. I have no energy. I don't have any motivation. I think that it's important to honor it. I think it's really important to just say, don't put guilt on yourself 
let yourself do that. Like to be clear, while we were having the best week of our lives, there was never a point where I was like, oh my God, I feel so guilty. I was like, this is fucking awesome. It was awesome. This is the life (laughs) until I was like, oh my God, I feel like shit. And then, you know, and then I realized we needed to stop. So I think honoring it, letting yourself have those fun experiences, not saying, not putting bound like barriers and um, when you're allowed to indulge and when you're, it doesn't have to necessarily only be for a special occasion. Like if you want to eat out, fucking eat out. Nobody, it's not, if you want to eat a cheeseburger, but you had pizza yesterday, who cares? You know, like it's okay to do that. It's okay to do that. If you feel good and you're eating a cheeseburger one day and pizza the next day and chicken nuggets the next day and french fries the next day and a milkshake the next day and like on that sixth day you feel awesome, that's amazing. Good for you. Good for you. And there's no judgment and there's no guilt. I'm talking about specifically when like you're not doing the things that you need to be doing to take care of yourself to make yourself feel good. And there's no way that I can sit here and tell you that doing these things is going to make you feel bad because I know it makes me feel bad. I don't know what makes you feel bad. No. And we're all different. Yeah. It's very similar um, to what I was just thinking. I can do certain things that don't make me feel bad that like make you feel bad or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're in these these moments of sadness or you feel lethargic, you don't have any motivation, I think it's super important to honor that. I think that it is very valuable if you have a day where you're like, man, I just want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix and order some takeout. Do that. Like let yourself do that. That sounds fun. And that's kind of like, you know, that's okay. That's okay to do it. So when you're ready to kind of like get some more motivation, when you're, you want to start to like pick it back up, because that's what happened to me. And maybe you don't, maybe I'm just, this is just all of my experience. But I know I get to a point where I'm like, shit, I need to like get my life back together. And so we come, always come back to it. But like my main thing is like move my body. I have to move my body. And I don't mean, like I said, I don't mean like some crazy workout, which sometimes that is what I need. Sometimes I need a really intense hit class or I need to like run my ass off and get my heart rate up to 190. Like that's sometimes what I need. Sometimes I just need a long walk by myself. Sometimes I just want to go to the park and be like in the sun and walk the dogs, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's- just adding regular movement. Yeah. I like, I love movement. I saw you doing a um, yoga class yesterday and you finished and you were so stoked. You felt so good after it. You were like, ooh. Actually, it was a yoga class you taught because you practice and teach at the same time. Yeah, I felt so good after that class. It was a really hard class and I just needed it. I had no energy yesterday. You were glowing. And I was glowing on the inside too. Um. We've kind of already touched on it, but what you're putting in your body, that's the other, that's the second thing that I kind of really, I think it's so important to know, like, are you hydrating yourself enough? Are you being attentive to if you're eating certain foods and then you feel really tired afterwards, like being aware of those things? So when we're trying to get ourselves out of a rut, when we're trying to change our mindset um, and kind of reset ourselves, 
what are we putting into our bodies? Do we need to take a break from drinking wine every night? Even if it's just a glass of wine every night, that can have an effect long-term on our mood and our motivation. Yeah, I agree. I When we're drinking wine, it's just like, whoa. So, okay, side note, Jeremy just smoked some pot and it's like his entire (laughs) mode. Like I'm just watching you looking at me talking and you're just like, yeah, uh uh-huh, totally. Well, I'm stoned now. so I know. So if you're all of a sudden wondering why all of a sudden Jeremy's just like, yeah, uh uh-huh, it's because he's stoned now. I am stoned and I feel really good talking to you and listening to you, but I'm really just saying, yeah, no, huh? Cause I'm learning. Cause I didn't know anything. I mean, I haven't seen your list that you're using to write this down. So I'm really just like, Oh, listening. like you're a listener. I'm a listener and a co-host, but you know, I'm actually learning stuff from you. So that's why I'm so, Oh yeah. Great. Uh-huh. That's Cause a I'm first. like, Oh cool. This is not, <laughs> you motherfucker. All right. Um, And I say motherfucker with the most love. I know you do, baby. So the next thing I think we look at is like what kind of daily habits are you doing? Like what are you doing every day to – for me, like I'm a very routine person. I I thrive when there's structure. I just do. Like when I have a time I like to wake up every day and – I like to drink my coffee in the morning and journal and meditate. Like I haven't been doing that stuff regularly lately and I can feel it. You know, I can feel that shift in me when I'm not following like the routine that I know that makes me feel good. And some people don't like routines and that's okay too. That's me. I'm, um, routines are difficult for me because I often disappoint myself if mm-hmm. I, I – I become so attached to them that if I fall out of it, then I feel really shitty and it's hard for me to get out of that funk. Whereas if I'm like, okay, I have this whole day, I need to move my body at least once. I need to meditate at least once and I probably want to eat something healthy or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pre-pandemic, there's other things I need to get done. But like now that we're in this situation, it's like, okay. So like sometimes I'll work out in the morning and sometimes I'll work out at six or seven o'clock. But as long as I have some time to do it, then I'm okay. But for you, you stick to your goals really well and you're really good at like not beating yourself up if you don't do something on your list or it doesn't happen exactly like the way you want. Whereas like I if I'm so attached to it and I get into the routine and then I don't do something at the right time, then I kind of do beat myself up Mm -hmm. over it. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said about that too is, and this is a whole nother topic that I do want to go over. And we actually have a blog post about this of how we attach our self-worth to our level of productivity and how much we can get done in a day. And so I used to be very goal-oriented, and I still am, but with more compassion and leniency around what I'm expecting myself to be able to do. But I used to be very like, if I don't check off every box on this list today, like I can't sleep. 
you know, like I have to get everything done or then I sit in bed and I lay in bed and I think of all the things that I hadn't didn't get done and I have to do them tomorrow and it just is this, um, you know, it's this bad cycle that you can get into. Um, so I think that some people perhaps need some structure like me, but then also not attaching my self-worth, my value to how much I'm able to do or not do in a day. And then if I run out of energy, not getting down on myself for not being able to complete all the things I expected myself to do. And so one way to kind of get around that is to maybe like set attainable goals. Like don't put everything on the list that you want to accomplish for the week so then you feel bad that you didn't get it all done. Like set three things that you want to actually complete today. Yeah. And I think you invented something just now, at least in my head, it popped <laughs> off and is compassionate structure where it's like your structure is built on love for yourself. And this is like what I would like to get done. And if I don't, then it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Cool. Compassionate structure, trademark. Don't steal it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so habits, you know, daily habits and routines. I think that's a really important one. This is next one is a huge one for me. Is and it might sound silly and a little bit obscure to throw on this list, but a clean like clean surroundings. I swear to God, I cannot function if shit is like chaotic, if there's stuff all over the house, if the house is dirty, I just my brain it just shuts down. It really does. And I get really anxious and I feel like, oh my God, everything is messy. And for me, like everything, I like to have everything where it lives. Everything has a place and a home. And if it doesn't, it's not where in its home when I need it to be. Like I'll go look for something and I'm like, Jeremy, <laughs> where is this thing? It's not in its home or that kind of stuff. I always put things I'm so much better now than you I are so much ever now. was. You really and are. And it's one of those things where I don't really care, but I do notice the worth of everything being organized. So if everything's organized, I can find everything right. very easily. You're where, saving so much time. Yeah. And I like a clean house too. Yeah. So that is like a huge thing for me where I swear – if you're somebody that's like, no, I thrive when everything is chaos around me and I don't need a clean desk, papers everywhere, and I know where everything is, like, I am, I challenge you to try, to try to just organize everything, put things away, throw shit away that you don't use, that you don't need, donate what you don't need, clean your space, clean your surroundings, and then just see how does that make you feel? Like, how much better? Do you feel when everything is just like, oh. and I don't mean like, um, what's her name? Marie Kondo. I was going to bring her up. Like, What's the, her name? How, have, how do you say her last name? I don't um, want to miss. I have no idea. Well, I don't, I know that she has that book that everybody was like vibing with. For yeah. A I'm not into that. I don't mean like I, I, what I did go through like a minimalist phase, but then I realized that like minimalism actually strips away your authentic self. Like it's like. I went through a phase where everything had to be white and I didn't want anything on my walls and I wanted all of my surfaces to be clear and you not know. have any extra stuff. Yeah. And, and there, and I do like like not having extra stuff, but at the same time, like you, I think there's so much value in letting your personality shine through with the way that you 
you surround yourself with things, things yeah. that bring you joy. I think it's what she's doing is like a really easy way to practice non-attachment, mm-hmm. but you can also let your personality shine and just not be so attached to your shit either. Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah. it's like you have your house the way you want it. And like we have dogs, we have like a cool leather couch that we like. And like sometimes they scratch it and it would be easy to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. But it's much better in the long run to be like, that's okay. Yeah. Like, okay. You scratched the couch. Yeah. That sucks. Moving on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so really just paying attention to what is around you and then noticing if you take some time to clear your space around you, can you act, can you see how that is directly correlated to clearing your mind? Because to me, there's nothing else that I've, I know that if I am in a place where I like I'm anxious, I feel like there's so much, you know, when you go through those moments where there's so much to do that you can't get anything done. Like there's times for me at least where I like have so many things that I'm I know, I need to do that all I can actually do is just sit on the couch and stare at the wall and be like I can't do anything. Yeah, when we first started Dope Yogi and there were so many people we had to email and we had to get all of these articles ready for the blog and do this and do that and do this and it was so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. And you just say, "Okay, it's like almost better to cover up the whole list and just look at the first thing because yeah. then it's manageable. Right. Attainable goals. One thing at a time. Not looking at the big picture. Looking at this one thing that you can complete, moving on to the next. I can't I can't believe it took me 33 years. I guess we started Dope Yogi when I was 32. And... I mean, getting it ready. Mm-hmm. It took us six months. It took us six months of work to get it ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I never had done anything where it was like, okay, this is ours. We're responsible for it 100%. And we're starting from zero and getting to, at that point, like launch. And for me, it was so difficult to view it one step at a time. I was looking at the whole picture, mm-hmm. how difficult it was going to be to go from step one to step 100. Because there's and, so many things in between you have to do. Yeah, and it's what I learned is like one foot in front of the other. And then you, it demystifies for me successful people. You, you look at somebody who's successful, in in my mind at that time, I would just look at, Oh, they started somewhere, but here they are Mm -hmm. in their complete form. And then when you start to do something that's yours and you want it to be cool and you want it to be complete, what I realized is it's like, oh, shit, it's just one one step in front of the other. Mm -hmm. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. You can't go from A to Z. No. You have to go B, C, D, E. All the way to Z. I thought you were going to sing the ABCs. I was, but then I stopped myself. <laughs> Good. A, B. No, I won't. Just quit it. Um, yeah, so I have one more thing on the list, but I feel like we've already kind of talked about this is, well, we did. You just have to start somewhere. 
So when you feel like, all right, I am in a rut, I am in a funk, I can't get anything done because there's so much to get done, I don't have any energy, I don't have any motivation, all I want to do is sit here, watch Netflix, sit in the bed, honor that for as long as you need to and at some point you got to get your ass up and do something about it because nobody like, you know, get the chip off your shoulder, get your ass out of the bed, turn the Netflix off and do one thing because in my experience, you do one thing, that is like this subconscious reward system. So you complete one thing and you're like, man, that felt pretty good. And then you have that little tiny spark of inspiration. You're like, well, I'm already up. I guess I'll just do this too while I'm out and doing this. And then, you know, that and you just keep riding that wave. It's like that snowball effect. It's like um, um, who is the scientist? Uh, an object in motion stays in motion. Um, an object at rest stays at rest. I think that's Newton. Yeah, I think it's Newton. I think it's Newton. I think it's like basic laws. Like, yeah, I think it's like the... Well, but whatever, whoever yeah. came up with that. It's, it's like true. inertia, right? Yeah. It's like you... We are not scientists. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, but if you are just really not doing much, you're probably not going to be inspired to do much. Yeah. But it's when you get that momentum going. So you need that that first push is the hardest one. That first like, all right, I got to get up. I got to do something. You do it and then you're like, okay, like I can do this. And then you feel like you're empowering yourself. You have more momentum. You have that, you're building that speed and then, you know, you just keep it going. Yeah. So that's where we're at now. One thing at a time. in front of the other, yeah. one step at a time. You start somewhere. So, I mean, that's kind of it. And I really wanted to just be very honest about this because it's something that like as a yoga teacher, I feel – I don't actually feel this way, but I, in the back of my mind, there's always this like, oh, you're supposed to be this certain way and I am doing all that I can. Like with Dope Yogi, with everything that we do, we are trying to break that mold because yoga teachers are just humans and I smoke pot, I eat mushrooms. I drink alcohol. Like I am a person. Maybe yeah. not all people do that those things, but like they I do. Should. And you should. Yeah. Maybe not drinking, but you should definitely try. <laughs> <laughs> you should try the other stuff. Have a very good person with you in your life. Just don't be out here eating mushrooms without checking out some sort of information on that. If you need some sort of guidance on this topic our DMs are always open. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's true. Um, yeah, so like in some of the Eastern culture, when you like go find a guru or somebody like that, if they're a real guru or, you know, the term guru in Western society usually leads to somebody like using the people that are like following them. Whereas if a real guru is somebody that's like, I don't have anything to teach you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not special. 100%. Go sit over there and meditate for a month. And then you're like, hey, do you have anything to teach me now? And they're still like, no. But I'm my authentic self and I'm who I am. And you know what I mean? I'm not saying you're a guru. I'm a guru. We are not. I am not. Gurus. Nothing but I'm of saying, the sort. I think this thing happens 
where people get enamored with yoga teachers or meditation well, they're like teachers. Put on a pedestal. Yeah. When we're just not there, we don't need to be put on a pedestal no. because I am just a person teaching yoga and I just happen to have more experience than some people in this specific industry. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's this whole, you know, psychological thing of I put this pressure on myself which isn't really necessary no. because I'm just a person. Um, I don't really know where I was going with that, but just you're going where you need to go. No, that's not, I <laughs> did have a point, but I don't remember what it was now. So it's all good. We got off topic. Um, all right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. It's another episode in the books, another dope informational podcast to help you feel better. And you guys make us feel better. And Sorry, were you going to say something? I was just going to say we love our dope yogi fans, and you're all dope yogis. Yeah. Well, and I also wanted to say that this might be one of the last episodes where – not one of the last, but at least for the next couple of episodes, we are going to have some really awesome guests coming on. So um, if you're kind of getting bored of listening to just Jeremy and I, don't you worry – Things are going to get shaken up a little bit. We have some really cool people that we are going to be interviewing. Um, We got a new microphone, so hopefully you can tell that the sound quality is upgraded. Um, What else? Check us out. Instagram, Dope Yogi. If you don't follow uh, dope yogi. us. DopeYogi.com. Yeah, really? follow us on Dope Yogi, at Dope Yogi on Instagram. Check out the blog. Try our seven-day free membership for if you are looking for yoga, meditation. Um, we have all sorts of – we have over 60 classes in our video library, and there's all kinds of different levels, all different styles, and I teach for live Zoom classes a week. So you are welcome to join me in those. I would love to hear from you guys. If you guys have any feedback, um, let us know. If you like this episode, please please actually like like it. Maybe leave a comment, rate it, and share it. Love you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.